0: Just real quick, you guys, we we don't get paid to do this. So sometimes we have to do our paying jobs before we come on the air. So we apologize for the delay.
1: Thank you. Uh, Yeah, that was Pete. I'm Ryan. Uh, Yeah, life, work came before the podcast, which hopefully work will one day become the podcast. We get support from you guys. Appreciate it. Sorry we're a couple hours late, but we are on the fucking air uh we've got an interesting show once again for you uh postseason show we've got a postmortem on the cubs season our previous episode number 43 was before the cubs had actually lost their final playoff game but we'll get into that a little bit uh pete's got the top five questions to be answered for the Sox offseason i think that's that's going to be interesting to go through uh tigers have a managerial decision and the white Sox might also as well so we're going to talk about some managerial candidates we're going to talk about our uh, thoughts on the postseason so far which has been eventful um and a lot happened last night so that will be fun to get into uh and i think we've got an asshole of the week that we're both gonna not fight over this week (laughs) and actually we're gonna definitely agree on this one. So let's go ahead and jump into the news. Now here's the news. It's the news. The big news.
0: Oh, fuck, Scotty, that is
1: good news. That is great news, man. Let's bring it all home as Major League Baseball presents This Week in Baseball. I think the biggest news, obviously, since we last joined you, is the Cubs finally did flame out of the playoffs
0: as we was was seemed inevitable what, you 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 were the i was i was somewhat optimistic with the darvish game you you were the I, well we like almost switched roles like you were just yeah. like yeah i don't i don't i just don't see it and no. you were
1: right i didn't see it for a number of reasons uh, mainly being history and inevitability but in order for you darvish to win a game for the cubs they must score at least one run, probably more than one, but the Cubs were unable once again to do that, losing, fuck, it's a week ago now, was it two to nothing? Who cares? They flamed out of the playoffs once again. Um, before I get too deep into the into the stats and all that, I, I want to run a theory by you. And this oh. theory, I've, I've been thinking about this all week, and At actually least. long long as that.
0: let me just stroke my beard like this while well, you
1: give me the theory you're going to be thinking about this for a long time because there is no way to prove this theory or dis- disprove this theory so <laughs> i i believe i'm beginning to believe the only way to make sense of things over the yep. last few years is yes go on on november 2nd the evening of November 2nd, 2016, you may or may not recall.
0: Well, there was a celebration of sorts, was Well, there?
1: before that, there was a moment Shit. I was watching in my condo, wow. the moment that Rajay Davis hit a game-tying Game 7 World Series home run off of Araldus Chapman. Well, oh, that was,
0: wow, that was, it was no, it was no wow, it's already no yeah. value for that. Well, wow,
1: that's crazy. Okay, go on. The I mean, the t-shirt's all saying, already,
0: already peaked. So.
1: It's going to get better. I believe at that moment that Ra- the improbable Rajay Davis hitting a home run, which that may have been like his 12th career home run at the time. He's I believe, I believe I may have gone into a stress-induced coma that I have been suffering from for the last four years. That means everything I have experienced in the last four years is simply a symptom of my damaged brain in a vegetative state, dreaming all everything that's happened. Oh, okay. From the moment on. I believe I passed out and went into a coma at that moment. Because after that... There was number 1 an 18 minute rain delay. Who's ever heard of an 18 minute rain delay? That that that's never happened in baseball. Number 2, the Cubs came back in my vegetative state, my brain, my damaged brain, state of mind. They came back from not only in game 7 of a World Series, but they came back after losing a lead in game 7 of the World Series and came back after 108 years of an avalanche of shit that has happened to them with that kind of pressure on them, how there's no fucking way they came back in that game. I mean, that's just, that's just stupid. Like that's just, that's brain damage, isn't it? So, but you know, then a week later, my, my damaged mind, imagined that Donald Trump was elected president. What the no. fuck are you talking about? How's that possible? You know, and then, then, you know, spiraling through through my brain came the idea that Theo Epstein could possibly trade Eloy Jimenez and Dylan Cease to the White Sox for Jose Quintana. Not a chance. How how is that possible? There, there's no way that happened. Q. Um. Then of course, global pandemic. <laughs> Who's making this
0: shit up? I mean, uh, my brain, obviously, my damaged brain. Um. Mm. I think I think we need to already subtitle this episode 44 Lost. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Beyond that. <laughs> please continue. This is
1: fascinating. Javi Baez, Javi Baez, Chris Bryant, and Anthony Rizzo have made the playoffs in the, those subsequent four years, but they have gone a combined 19 for 142 for an at batting average of 134. With 52
0: strikeouts and six walks total. Uh, yes, there's a stat I was going to share later in this bra after you were done, but you name, name, name one of
1: those things that would actually be plausible. N- none of them.
0: It, it, it has to be. And
1: in, in fact, I think the conversation that you and I are having right now is just part of this delusion that I've. I'm just laying in a hospital bed someplace right now in a vegetative state and just yes. making all this shit up. So you can be I mean, that again. Am I, you,
0: am I in the same state? I don't know. No, understand.
1: you aren't. I'm, I'm just imagining all this shit. Oh, happened. okay. So
0: yeah. So you're just, um, fe-
1: you're just, you're just validating, validating the, the brain damage I have. So that, that, that's my theory. Again, there's no way to prove it or disprove it. Everything you say to me now could just be more, you know, me still in my coma trying to recover from that Raji Davis home run. So I mean, it, it's it's I've had a fun fun strange time in this coma. I mean, if this is what it is, comas aren't all that bad. I mean, we were able to figure out how to start a podcast through all this. Yeah, so. I mean,
0: I mean, Ryan, <laughs> I've got some really really bad news for you. Uh, you sit, you're you sitting down, I see that I'm uh, sitting down it's, it's yeah, this, this, I may this, be laying down, this, I don't know yeah, this, The breathing this, tube This actually all is real
1: Well, you cannot prove that to me <laughs> I could be imagining this too But you, Thank you, I appreciate
0: that <laughs> this, this has all happened <laughs> Somehow um, a, a core group of individuals That look like the sky was the limit Look like At the moment That they may have tapped out at 2016 well yeah what
1: i mean it would coincide with a, a, a some brain damage i think i don't know <laughs> yeah, well,
0: someone has brain uh,
1: how else would you explain that i mean at that moment in in 2016 that what what is what has transpired since then with this specifically now with the cubs offense i mean the, that that those numbers are insanely jarring we've seen them did they we've, they
0: didn't make the playoffs last year though right
1: uh, they did not, they flamed so, out in the last week, yeah, but yeah, so 17,
0: 18, and 20 is what those stats are from. Yeah, just, just, just so. wanted to make sure I remembered it. I don't know,
1: it fluctuates. I mean, as things get screwed up, and you know, whatever medication they put me on, I'm not yeah. aware of. So, so yeah, I mean, they're, I don't know feeding how
0: feeding you, they're feeding you lexical gap and certainly <laughs> see in your Be, coma. being in a coma is not all that bad. So, yeah, there you go. Well, that
1: that's that's about all I have to say because you know we predicted. I knew this was coming last week. Uh, nothing changed course, you know, from what what we expected that would happen on Friday. Despite their ridiculous rain delay on that uh, last Thursday, whatever it was, a postponement uh, just postponed the inevitable. When they eventually did lose, as I mentioned, two to nothing, the so, Anemic so,
0: offense frustrating. So who, who's gone? Like what, what's, who's, I mean, people are going to go, but well, this is, I'm going to wait on it. And and the part about that, and we can wait on it then. The part about that is none of their market values are probably what they should be at the moment. That is why I'm going to wait on multiple reasons. I, I,
1: the, the Cubs are in a, the most bizarre position possible. The pandemic has not helped that at all, obviously, their every asset they could possibly trade right now is at the lowest possible value it could have right now uh perceived perceived value i'll, I'll say uh with all the offense having such horrendous offensive seasons mind you it's a two-month season uh, small sample size but that doesn't matter i mean when it comes to market value perception is reality so if people are down on them the numbers are down you know, other teams can use that to their advantage as leverage. Say, well, we're not going to give you shit for for Chris Bryant or Kyle Schwarber, or even Anthony Rizzo or Javi Baez. You know, who knows? So I, I think I almost think I have to pass on this because nobody has any fucking clue what's going to happen right now. Um, it's almost like one domino needs to fall. Like, like Theo needs to make a move of some sort to see what direction they could possibly go. in. I, I could. I can see them not being able to do anything. Not, not that they don't want to, but how do you, how do you move assets at this point? The other part is what are the economics of baseball next year? We don't know if there's going to be fans in the stands and you know, nobody knows that. Um, you know, hopefully there are, but that, that doesn't mean anyone's going to be willing to take on salary or, you know, we don't, we're assuming we're going to have a 162 game season, but we don't know that either. Um, there's just so many fucking variables. I don't I don't really know how to how to answer those. Um I'm a mere I'm a mere amateur podcaster, possibly in a vegetative state. So I don't <laughs> I can't answer <laughs> your really, questions.
0: Really I mean there is there is one bright spot to this season. Wow. Maybe I'm seeing a light. The I, I am seeing a bright light. <laughs> Should I, I it? You guys have a rookie starting pitcher by the name wow. of um, what's his name? Alza Al, 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 um, Al, Alzalay. Albert Elzole. Albert Elzele, who looks to possibly be for the first time in nine years since <laughs> Theo's been running the team, a actual young, controllable pitcher that'll come through the farm system. So Yeah, that's a that's a step. That, you've got that. You got that. that's a step. So, well,
1: beyond that, the pitching is actually
0: yeah, pitching. Uh,
1: uh, you Darvish under control for three more years. Uh, that's I mean, That's your, that.
0: your, And that's the, the, the sad part. Yeah. We, we kind of talked about this um, going back to the beginning of the season before when we thought the season was going to start on time and there might be the blue chip of you have to trade Chris Bryant now because he's going to be at his highest value you know that's the other question like you can't you can't you you would say you can't trade you darvish but that may be
1: the move they have to do well he's he's their biggest asset by far and there might be takers except that is a a big contract um it's like 25 million a year or whatever uh If they do that, though, I think they would also need to trade Hendricks, like just completely blow up the pitching staff. Because what's the point of holding on to him at the same time? Yeah, true. Or maybe,
0: or maybe it is, or maybe you could, you could hang on to you, Hugh, you, yeah, you, and then trade, uh, uh, Hendricks. I don't know, but
1: well, I think, I think if you're going to trade from, I mean, the the hardest asset to get in all of baseball is top starting pitching,
0: top rotation starting pitching. Talk about that in a little bit.
1: Well, the if they blow up, you know, if you're trading away the top of your rotation, you're just trying to find you're trying to fill those holes for the next ten years or True. hopefully sooner. So, I really don't think they're going to trade off trade off the the starting staff. If anything, I guess I will answer your question. I don't think anything is going to happen in this offseason. I think if anything, the Cubs' play is to wait. Got to wait.
0: Trade hopefully, deadline. Trade them. Guys, have these guys pop back up into the exactly that we we think they are or exactly. they were or whatever? Hopefully, there's a 162
1: game season. Hopefully, they have four months to build that that equity back up to get that trade value back up. Or maybe they're good next year. I don't know. I mean, so hopefully, or maybe one guy is good finally. You know, and then they could trade that up. But I just don't see how how the front office can make a move or how it would be prudent or. You know, it would be dumb. It's it's literally selling be you know selling low on your biggest
0: assets, and that's the last thing you want to do. So yeah, there you go. So that see, I I I slowly drew it out of you. No, thank you. Yeah, I mean, I kind of right. I kind of honestly felt the same way. I was like, if if you know, when when we do these off season things, we kind of we kind of have to pick a lane. And and when mm-hmm. I talk about the White Sox, here, I'm going and this is probably an unfair leap based on the state uh, the country is in right now but i'm going with the leap that it's going to be a normal baseball season next year so let's, that's how that's how i'm going to let's, I, think, I think that's smart I, let's go with that premise cuz otherwise
1: there are so many variables like how yeah. do you discuss every, anything and, else so I think, I think that's think, smart let's let's do that yeah. let's do that let's make that a uh, major league baseball's policy this off season we're going to assume that we're going to 100, have 162 games Next year, and the the economy they, comes back, and and a fan presence, right?
0: May yeah, not be, maybe they may not, and it may not, it may still be like you may not be selling the entire stadium, but fans in the stands and purchasing um, concessions and all that stuff just just changes it all. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, So we'll go with that premise. And and I like it. Are you, are you, are you, uh, we're done? Yeah.
1: I might even be coming out of my coma. So, all right. Give me me a few minutes here while you take over with your socks thoughts and I'll I'll maybe um, collect myself and unhook myself from this breathing tube and IVs and
0: stuff. So, uh, (laughs) in the afterglow of what was a, um, successful, uh, shortened season for the White Sox, they, they have some, uh, they have some holes to fill and, Oddly enough, it's really funny when when I do this list, some of these holes are going to be somewhat familiar cuz they're 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 like a hangover from uh this off season. Um and some are not and 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 a lot probably can be filled from within. So we'll start at number 5. I'm going to go I'm going to go in order of of probably least importance of what they need to do. So uh, number five, five is number five is going to be uh, James McCann is uh, a, free, that motherfucker. Uh, a free agent this year. And, um, you know, part of me, like uh, Smitty just said, uh, likes the idea of re-signing McCann and probably having the best catcher tandem in all of baseball. But at the same time, the Sox are stacked with potential catchers in their farm system. You've got Zach Collins, you got Yerman Mercedes, whose raw power is insane. His OPS is like 1.325 uh, or something like that. I looked up earlier in the in the minor leagues. And that Zelby Zavella, who we saw towards the end of 2019, he's a catcher slash first baseman. Who also has a ton of uh raw power with an uppercut swing, but the Vela also is is a good defensive catcher and uh, the Sox like how he calls a game. So so you've got all that behind it. I kind of like the idea of freeing up the the McCann's gonna get more than the five and a half million that the Sox gave him this year. Oh, so yeah. I like freeing up that money. So as much as I love James McCann, he also deserves to be a full-time starting catcher somewhere, which he's not going to get in with Ooh. the White Sox. So, you know, I think, uh, I think the, uh, if, if, if a position, if, if one position is, is expendable, it is probably uh, the catcher position with what's coming through the pipeline.
1: I've got an idea for you here that I want to bounce off you. Obviously, you're not re-signing Encarnacion. So, your DH slot is a little bit open. We have seen major improvement from what should be the AL MVP, Jose Abreu. Uh, I think he can be your everyday first baseman much more than I thought he was trending towards being your DH full time. What about the li- What do you think of the liability defensively that Grandal has kind of proven to be and just kind of moving him to a more of a full, closer to a full time DH role? As bad as is bad as certainly live, then yeah. then you make McCann your starting your number one catcher, and then you
0: can bring up your other catching prospects around that. Yeah, I mean that's a thought I have because number four is uh, the the DH or rotating DH okay. as I have it. Maybe you should share your notes with me. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Before no, that's show, fair. But... it's a perfect transition. Okay, so cool. so. Um, so at the DH, obviously the White Sox. Um, I mean, you can call it what you will. You don't know in a 162 game season if somehow uh, Encarnacion would have figured out how to catch up to a fastball again. But I think we see age setting in now, and um, I, I, I would, I would, pr- I, I think I'd I'd be, I'd definitely be disappointed if they, if they took his option. Uh, it seems like a waste of money, especially to your point where you could sign McCann and and you also have to have a conversation with Grandel and make sure that, you know, this is something he's comfortable with. He did fine when he was in DH. He didn't see any like weird drop off or anything like that. But then you kind of have this rotating DH idea where you've got, you know, Grandel can play first base, too. So you've got Grandel yeah. backing up McCann a catcher. You've got uh, if you McCann needs the rest, he doesn't even have to worry about DHing. But then Grand Grandel can catch. You've got um, or he would DH. You got Grandel uh, catching. You got Jose at first. You can spell Jose at first with Grandel, and you might be able to do the same um, if you brought Andrew Vaughn up. Sure. and and use that rotation. Well, now, this is
1: why this is why I objected to Encarnacion signing last year. Right? No, yeah, yeah up, right. As, as soon as you let him
0: go, then that opens up a lot of possibilities for him. Yeah. So and and the Sox are in this. Speaking of maybe someone in a coma, it's almost like a euphoric state <laughs> if you're a Sox fan because. <laughs> they have so much controllable talent right now. Maybe we're all or, in comas or, or or potential great controllable talent we don't know yet, right? They they could there could be busts, there's probably going to be some busts in here, but like they they don't have to necessarily offensively go out and sign someone cuz like Nelson Cruz is going to be a free agent, right? Mm-hmm. So you might say like do you do you do that? But I don't think Mm-mm. Again, I mean, there's no reason to clog up the farm system with no. guys who are slated to be coming up in 2021. Why yeah. delay it? It's like, funny. I was I was making
1: all these arguments before this season and so I felt the, like they
0: I felt of... yeah, and I felt like the literally like they wanted in a normal season they wanted Vaughn another year in the yeah. minors just to get but now it they're, why 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 do it, it's, you know? So you, you've got this, you've got this rotating DH that could be Vaughn, mm-hmm. uh Grandel, McCann, Abreu, even Zach Collins as, yeah. as another catcher. So so like the poss- you know, you you've got you've got all guys with 20 plus home run power there. So I think we're gonna be fine at DH. Uh, number three. I have the closer position, and that's gets interesting mm. too. So, Colomay they got for like 10 million this year. Um, but behind Colomay, you have Aaron Bummer, you have Crochet, although we're still in Ooh. some weird, we have no fucking idea what's going on with them. They've made no announcement, that's scary. You got Hoyer who pitched his ass off this year. Yeah, you not kind even, deep. he's not even he's not even arbitration. He's pretty arbitration eligible. Nice. Uh, you got Evan Marshall, who you still have control over to 2023, um, but he's coming off. He had the shoulder strain at the end of the season. So he had, he had that. Um, and then, and then there's, um, there's that Matt Foster kid. So you've got, you've, you, 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 you've got all that behind column A, And the idea behind signing bummer was that, they everyone was anticipating he was going to become the full-time closer so yeah yeah i think you can that's another 10 million that you get off of the books so you know right now you've we'll, we'll go with we sign McCann and go with a theory that i'm i kind of i kind of like so you so he's probably going to he's probably though going to get up he's going to get probably 8 to 10 million a year though is my McCann? Guess. but yeah, based on
1: he's going to be, he's going to be the biggest catcher besides real Muto Yeah, on the market. Um, I've heard people talk about the Mets trying to go after both of them or, you know, one of the two. Uh, so the Mets also just got bought by a multi-billionaire who's going to spend like fucking crazy. So they yeah. might give McCann an offer. He can't refuse if real Muto doesn't sign there. Um Yeah, the free agent. We should probably do a whole free agent show this this off sometime this off season because it's going to be crazy too. But yeah, I mean, the only question back to back to bummer. Um, how how I remember he he did come back in the in the postseason, but how or no actually
0: against so when did he come back? Yeah, he came back in the last. He pitched. uh, Did he pitch in the the postseason? Twice. Twice. Before the postseason, and then okay. in the postseason. So
1: he's one hundred percent healthy. No yeah. issues there anymore. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that yeah, that then you can definitely
0: lean on lean on, lean towards him being the being the closer. I think. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I think so too. So I don't. I think you again with the controllable pitchers they have, they just can not even worry about signing any names. And the only names really out there are Kelly and Hendricks or kendricks Mm. from uh from oakland yeah i would stay away but he's 32 years old so yeah i mean he's probably on the uh decline um so then we have a favorite position to talk about with the white Sox, and that's right field right field's been a (laughs) kind of a disaster for for about 10 10 plus years although you would say that adam was did a. Well, yeah, but
1: Mazzara was great in the postseason, wasn't he? Like, he well, had a he shitty got, regular he, season. he but...
0: got timely hits, but we didn't sign Not him enough. to get base hits. We signed him to drive the ball out of the park, yeah.
1: and he hit one home run. And he's just never done that his entire career. He's got, he just seems like he should be that guy, but he's just yeah. never been that guy. And we talked about this
0: for the uh, previous offseason, but. I mean, I, I have, I, I think there's, I think there's. There's some talent out there. If they want to spend some money, you've got George Springer. You know, wow. Maybe yes or no, staying with Houston. You got Azuna decided to bet on himself, and he bet correctly, taking the one-year really deal. Did. Wow. Um, you got a guy who's been linked to the White Sox the last two to three off-season. Jock Peterson, 28. Mm. Um but he looks to be on the decline, but at yeah. the same time, he doesn't get regular playing time in LA either. So no. you wonder, but he could be he could turn into another Mazzara type of signing. What, then what a, you have okay. an interesting prospect in Micker Aldolfo. I've never even heard of this guy. Who's twenty four. Um, he's rated five or six in the White Sox farm system, I believe. Um I think you know if if you're gonna keep Mazzara around, um, or even if you cut him loose, maybe you you find out and you know what is going on with Adolfo. If he's got the, he's he's got speed, he's got he's got power. Like find out what if he if he if he is a future player because the next outfielders in the farm system are are like three or four years away. But this kid should be coming up around now. So and you've given up on Adam Engel? No, no, I would say a a and Adam Engel would be your like right field tandem.
1: What I what I'm interested in with Engel is he's you know, he was your center fielder. He's an incredible outfielder. That 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 solves a defensive deficiency in right field at least, but I feel like this year and especially down the stretch, he has had more clutch hits and actually some power. Than I ever thought he would have and I don't know I don't even know how old he is is he could he possibly be be emerging as an offensive threat or is, yeah, it, he,
0: is this just an anomaly that's gone over well, the – I'm just noticing the last couple of weeks or something. Well, and that's why you need, like, a backup plan because you don't – Yeah, know. yeah. But he's in that age. He's at the age – I think he's 27. So he's at that age where, like, they suddenly – you know, we know 27 is the magic year, you know, where players come – Yeah, well – they either, they either they either live or die, kind of. That's, yeah. that's it, so – well, you don't, you, know you don't have to worry about him in the field. So no,
1: if his, no. if his back comes around, which I've, I mean, maybe it's anecdotal evidence that I'm, re, that I'm referencing, but I feel like he he may have turned a corner. He, you may have solved your problem already.
0: So, yeah, again, we, we have a, again, maybe I am the one in the coma because it seems like <laughs> they have so many in house options. To the it's, right almost, feet. it's almost, it's almost unfair to the rest of the league. <laughs> um, so now we go to the number one, thing uh, that we no, really see, we saw but well, maybe we didn't really see it in the playoffs because we don't really know how Dane Dunning would have fared in the rest of the game because Panic Boy shit his pants and took him out with two outs with runners on the on the corners but we got we got two two legit starters in Jolito and mm. and um, Dallas, Keuchel. Dallas Keuchel and you Dallas Keuchel's mom yeah, You have three other potential young starters who've made a whole 40 uh, appearances in MLB, so there's a lot to learn from them yet. And that's Kopech coming back next year, Dunning, and Cease. But, and then you've got Stever kind of on the outside who had one good outing and one terrible outing. You're, you're done with Ronaldo Lopez. I don't know yeah. what to do with that. I don't know if you move him to the bullpen to maybe eat up uh, hmm. uh uh longer you know he seems to be good one time through the batting order so yeah, that's, that could work uh, except for the cubs game that was no time through the batting order but <laughs> um but and a few other games like that but uh he seems to be generally okay one time through the batting order so he could be an innings eater in a in a bad starting outing but um they really do need you, you'd like to see one more veteran arm, so these other guys can and get some more of of the of um, what what they like the training they need. Um, and obviously, the biggest name out there is Trevor Bauer, and the White Sox should have more. Uh, we conversation we have over and over again. They have more than enough money to 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 make him a deal. Um, the question is like. There's a lot of other teams too who probably mm-hmm. are going to, to your point, the Mets, um, that are going to, you know, it's going to definitely be a bidding because he's really the only, he's the only like top of the line guy that's out
1: there. Well, he's also probably going to win the Cy Young. So his value couldn't be any higher than, right. than I it mean, is at his, this moment. His, so, yeah, his
0: value, I mean, he, that's a dude that him. He's in. Another dude that bet on himself at the perfect time. So, yeah, he's in the he's in that Garrett Cole type of contract range. Um, but that, also, that's going to be dictated a lot by, um, you know, we saw we saw the what we thought was was an impressive and. Um, uh, signing of Mookie Betts based on the climate, but I don't think yeah. everything is going to go like that. But no, that's hard if, say, if but... someone is going to get their money, it's probably going to be Trevor Bauer. Yeah, he's also been it's... talking a lot.
1: Like his, his whole career, he said he's got a bet with like his best friend or some some weird thing where he said he would never sign a multi-year deal. It would only be a one-year deal for the rest of his career. Which <laughs> that may. That may change the calculus dramatically for any team going after him. If they want to wanted to lock him up, if they're only interested in locking him up for multiple seasons, which I would think the Mets would be, um, the White Sox. And... Well, yeah, maybe the White Sox too, but I, yeah, that's 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 another one where we're just kind of. I mean, he he's such a wild card that we've ended up talking about every other episode on the show. Um, it's hard to predict what he he wants are versus you know what the what the market is saying versus you know what the what the world situation is what it's it's just that's that's almost impossible to predict. The other the other part of the, I actually saw this it may have been this morning on I think it's the Twitter feed for a White Sox NBC podcast. Yeah. Where they were saying it would be a bad idea to sign Trevor Bauer because it would inhibit the development of the bottom third of your bottom two thirds of your or the bottom three of your rotation with Cease, yeah, Cease, Kopeck, and um, Dunning. And I I just saw that as like, that's kind that's, of that's, that's kind of backwards Stone, thinking. I think
0: that's yeah, I think that's Stoney's new uh,
1: is podcast.
0: You can send them to freaking AAA to develop, yeah, exactly. And...
1: I mean, you are in the window right now. You're, you're the point of the White Sox is not to be i mean partially to be developing that's that's number two on the priority list number number one is winning a goddamn world series now that 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 ship has sailed you you guys are in it to win it playoffs or die bitches or playoffs or yes. bust bitches so i think that's that's terrible thinking to, to worry about the, yeah. the other part of that is i just see the name Kopek, and i all i see are question marks
0: well, that's true
1: i I just You're right I, I, I kind of don't know how you can trust that guy right now, and that that's an extreme easy position for a podcaster in his mom's basement to be saying right now. but I mean that's a
0: that's a legitimate thought
1: though I, I don't think I just don't think you you can say with one hundred percent certainty that Kopek is is your number three starter or whatever he comes in in your rotation. I mean, there's that guy that dude's got some issues including some injury issues in his past so yeah I, I would not i would not bank on those three other starters going into your season I, I think i think the Sox should be going doing everything they can to bolster that and the <laughs> i mean definitely a fun and interesting way to do that would be to get trevor bauer on the south side we, we'd be talking about that every day so I think that'd man, be, him that'd be and him and Timmy, cool. him and
0: Timmy together, they, they take <laughs> over for the Cubs as as the loudest team in baseball. Well,
1: I mean, everybody else may, may as well shut down their
0: YouTube channel because <laughs> that, right. they will dominate from there on they, out. They so. will dominate the, the White Sox, the most dominant social media team in baseball. <laughs> um, you know, and after after Trevor Bauer, man, like I looked up the free agent class uh hmm. this morning. It is thin, it is injury-ridden it? pitchers. I mean. Yikes. Your next best options are former White Sox Jose Quintana. (laughs) (laughs) Pause for laughter here, folks. Yeah, Uh, oft injured due to due to not being able to afford uh, hired help to do the dishes, and then. And then you got Paxton, uh, who's always injured. He can, uh,
1: awesome, but you cannot count on that guy. No, he's a
0: great pitcher, but like we all we you and I have both had him multiple times on our fantasy team, late, thinking we got some incredible deal. And then like four games into the season, he's gone yeah. until after the all-star break, and yeah. you're like, what the fuck? Brutal. So um there's that. And then back to your um This is where it gets more interesting. Like, do you? Because someone's there's teams that want Kopech. there's teams that probably want. Mm. Do you? Wow, do you do? Um, because they're they're, again, they they also have they got the Stever kid, he needs to develop more. You've got you got pitchers in the pipeline, too. Do you? Do you make a trade for for a top of the line starter? Yes. Does are the Cubs interested in <laughs> you are having Dylan and Dylan cease back for <laughs> for uh, not you Darvish? There may have to be more players than that, but for maybe Kyle Hendricks. That's, I don't know. I mean, it's funny
1: because I mean, that's exactly where my brain damaged mind went to as soon as you brought up that question. So maybe.
0: Yeah, I mean, or you know, who I don't know, I don't know. I, I, this part I didn't look at that deeply. I just took a, a initial initial look at it, but um, you know, a lot of upside in those guys. Um, the problem with the the Sox would prefer someone like you, Darvish, so they'd have to send a lot more to the Cubs. Well, because, that's,
1: you could you could eat some of the salary too. That's that's where you could yeah. offset that. So
0: yeah and 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 Boy. the the um the idea of because because well you gotta you gotta do the you need that power pitcher i like again the this goes back to that conversation you had about the all chicago team you'd have to go <laughs> like darvish one darvish is either one or three i'm fine with darvish one you go oh my god you go you got you well here's how it would look like you'd go you know you'd go darvish one you go, but then you'd still leave Keiko two, and then you go Jolito three for that offset from the like power to burlyish. That that guy who makes a living of contact, and then you go back to the power of Jolito, where you've got two guys who can easily get you double strikeouts, you know, double-digit strikeouts game after game. So, the, then uh. then.
1: I think I think before we get that far down the road, you you need to realize that the Cubs would ask for Cease and Eloy back. So I think well, uh, no, I don't know if you guys Eloy's want to do not that. Going anyway. Well, then I think anymore this anymore. conversation is mute is moot. But this
0: conversation is over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nice. Um. So yeah, is that, those are fascinating questions. Yeah, for I mean, White I Sox. Mean, I'm glad I, you brought that up. It may, it's making my brain damaged mind kind of kind of turn turn a little bit. It needs needs some stimulation. So I appreciate that. All right. Well, I think the next big thing that may or may not affect the White Sox, but it definitely affects my Tigers, is a managerial search. Um. You know, with the. Abrupt departure of Ron Gardenhire. The the Tigers were thought they were kind of set for quite a while as having a an experienced manager that was ready to ready to tutor his young team and bring them up into potentially into contention in the next few years. But that plan has gone awry quickly. Um, so I kind of want to look at the the managerial candidates that are out there, and it's a. As with everything else in 2020, it's it's a strange landscape because you have some huge names out there that would otherwise not be there um, because of cheating scandals, which is just insane to think about. But you've got A.J. Hinch out there. You've got Alex Cora out there. Um, honestly, I want my team to win, so I don't give a fuck if they're tied with a, a cheating scandal or not. If, they're, if they have you know the the bright analytical minds which is a, a direction that the tigers have finally finally gone into which Ron Gardenhire was definitely jumped into but he didn't didn't have his whole career based in analytics so that that, that may have been holding them back so I, I would be i'd be definitely towards going towards a younger uh novel minded Manager, that's you know, that's all up in the analytics. That can maybe bring something new to the table that the Tigers haven't had. Um, I think A. J. Hicks or or Hinch and um, Alex Cora would fit that bill. If uh, they wanted to go in an entertaining direction, I think and I would love that for many reasons. And I think he's also qualified, but in a, in a different way. Would be who we've talked about many times is Ozzy Gian. Uh, I think he deserves to be back in major leagues. Uh, He's—it almost feels like he's been blackballed. We've talked about this before since his his terrible missteps in Miami. Uh, yeah. his, his brief stint there was cut short by horrendous pro Castro statements, which is would probably fly anywhere, basically anywhere else except for the square miles that are Miami in this country uh yeah
0: i mean i think i think i don't know they fly but people would like kind of laugh at he it wouldn't have lost there, his job where, where basically where yeah for I mean, they took it personal down in
1: my there's head, a reason I'm they says. took it personal because most of those people oh, yeah, right. had to had to escape or had family members murdered by castro so you could see why that led to his firing there but for him not never to get a job again i think is unfair but the, the main reason i well, there's two reasons i, I love ozzy i i think he, he was misunderstood i think he's the other part of it is, I think he would be so much fun to cover, especially now, you know, going from the White Sox to the Tigers of all things. That would be so great for for our podcast. I think it'd be it'd be awesome. I don't I really like it. That, Mark, go ahead. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that you know. He definitely bring doesn't necessarily bring the the new age analytics to the table. That's not really part of his resume or his thought process. But I do like. Back to the entertainment side, he he did he was quoted as saying this week, uh, AJ Hinch or Alex Cora aren't better managers than me. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> that, that was his quote. Which I think well, there is, you go.
0: Uh, I think he just I think he just won the Detroit yeah. job. I mean, <laughs>
1: That's what he's going to say in the job interview right there. Yeah. So he's he's got his he's got his interview skills honed. So. We'll see. There's there's other managerial so, I mean, candidates got, I'm probably forgetting, but who yeah, you got? Well, you've
0: got you've got this you've got this dark horse that I've already brought up and it it's really all hinges on Terry Francona's health and yeah, whether uh, or not music. whether Actually. or not he's I mean, the stories coming out now are—you know—he was in really bad shape, hospitalized a lot. Uh, he had
1: sur- multiple surgeries. Multiple
0: surgeries I... was a story that broke this week, right? Okay, because yeah. I didn't know
1: anything about that
0: until yeah. this week. So,
1: that's—I
0: so I know Tito would love nothing more than to be back in the dugout. He's a—he's a. He's a He's a solid guy. The question is, can he do it? Yeah, well his body allow him it, to? Yeah, if he can't do it, it's a no-brainer. Sandy Elomar is going to take over the the Indians. If he can do it, yeah, then that leaves a guy who should be managing in baseball because he's smart. He's yeah, a, he's a smart catcher, and when you get smart catchers, there they turn out to be good fucking managers. He's a <laughs> smart baseball <laughs> mind. <laughs> and he, you know, he has history. What'd you say? You get David Ross. You get, Yeah. Okay. Um, anyway, so then you, uh, awesome. you never know. You never know. We said yeah, there, we can, there's, there's still, we still have to see how it plays out. What we do know is Joe Madd was not the problem. Yes. Um, but, um, uh, the question is, you know, he he uh, drifting a little away from the Tigers uh, to the White Sox. You've mm-hmm. got two names you brought up with ties back to the White Sox. Oz, obviously, Ozzie Guillen has publicly <laughs> buried the hatchet with them. He's been seen publicly with Kenny. Obviously, uh, I don't uh, think I don't think him and Rick really had any problems. So I, I don't think there's any issues there. I think he, you know, he he is who he is, but I think he also knows, you know he kind of at the end there maybe made himself a little bit bigger than the team. And I know some, some of what he does, he does to deflect pressure off the team, which I think is something that has been lost on a lot of these managers that they don't do. He will purposely say stupid shit like his love for Vidal Castro to try to get the media's attention away from the player so they can just focus on playing the game. And that was a lot of the Sox success in 2005. Yeah. And as subsequent years, what also needs to, to his managerial style is he's a defensive minded manager. The Sox were number one ranked team in baseball, in defense, the years he managed Wow! in all of baseball. They've, been nowhere near that the minute the minute sleepy ventura took over <laughs> the that it, it was a slow decline on mm. on on, on defense and 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 we all know you know ricky's their solar middle they're better than they were with ventura but they're you know they're, they're they're not great some of it has to do with you know having a rookie at second base this year making some terrible decisions and things like that but anyway like Ozzie brings defense to the table and we say it on here all the time. Defense wins championships, defense won Oakland that second game in the series. If Oakland does not make the, the, uh, out, uh, uh, playing the outfield on that wall. Mm. Yeah. Frickin Mankata torched. That's either going to bounce over. That's no, it's not going to bounce over the wall cause it's on the scoreboard side, but that's going to be a triple. And the game, the game goes in a completely different direction. Well, so that's baseball, that's baseball. The, and you had the, the, the two run error that, that magical made. So that's the difference <laughs> in the game there. So there you go. But anyway, like that's, you've got that time. You got Alomar has ties back to the White Sox The White Sox were, were looking at him, but he didn't think he was ready to really manage a team yet so he mm-hmm. went to Cleveland to, to be a, a bench coach and uh, eventually a assistant manager there or a bench coach, right. Is, is the second in line. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, you know, there, there, there's those possibilities. I actually don't think that is going to happen. For the Sox. for the Sox, I think, and I've, uh, since I work uh, in a, uh, Marketing at a at a sports store and work the floor uh, occasionally. I have surveyed Sox fans as they come in oh. and, then, oh. and, and field um, studies uh, market field research. Of the field studies I've done, every <laughs> White Sox Stop fan, it. yes, ha- feels that we are going to see Ricky Renteria. I think he prefers to be called Rick. He doesn't like Ricky anymore. Rick Renteria, it's kind of like Rick Schroeder, the, as the head coach next year. The manager maybe put it that way. I'm already in football mode manager for the, uh, for the Chicago White Sox. I think
1: by far that's the most likely scenario. Um, I think that's, that's an easy stance to take too. I mean, that that's, that would be going out of the realm of possibility by any means that it's easy for the White Sox to just keep things as are, as they are not overreact to what we love to overreact to down the stretch and in the playoffs. Um, I, I just I think it would be a mistake, but you know, that we'll see. But I wanted to, I wanna throw one more name out there that you may have you may or may not have considered um that actually has ties to both the Tigers and the White Sox. That's Omar Viscell. Oh uh, yeah. He was he was a bench or he was a first base coach and did a couple other things with the Tigers. Then he came to the White Sox. And was he I forget what he did with the big club, big club team with you guys, but he was actually manager for, I believe, a single A team in your system and then a double A team. And then it must have been Birmingham. Then he, this past year, he was a manager in the Mexican league. So I don't know. I don't know what happened, why he's no longer in your organization.
0: That may have been, they may have let him, I mean, I'll, I'll look it up. They may have let him go just to manage. Okay. Like, like Could, he may be still be, but they're like, you're not going to, you know, go keep getting managerial experience. Right. Who right. Knows? That's interesting. I never even thought about that.
1: Well, um, he's definitely, he definitely wants to be a manager. I mean, yeah. if he keeps managing in all these places. So i when he was with the tigers organization he was he's just no and just his reputation he is universally revered across baseball but especially in the latin the latin baseball community and i think he'd be a perfect fit for either team almost other than not having you know major league you know managing experience firsthand experience that'd be the only thing against him so you could say you know you'd be starting over but I wouldn't mind seeing that. I think I think the the Tigers might be more positioned to do that with a team that's not ready to contend right now. Right. Um, and that would probably make more sense for the Tigers, but I could see a fit at some point with with the White Sox. Maybe maybe that should have been done two years ago, um, if that was going to happen. But um, for the White Sox, but I don't know. I just wanted to throw that one out there too. Good call. Thank you. Um, well, I think we should move on to some more pressing news in the MLB postseason that's occurring right now. I don't know how much you've been able to catch or how much you've wanted to catch after, after our teams have flamed out the way they did in, in depressing know, ways, but
0: I've, I've, I've watched, I've watched it. Uh, um, you know, I, I, Normally, if the Sox don't make the playoffs at all, which is which is normal, lot, which is normal since two thousand and eight. Um, <laughs> so I just kind of no, it's fine. I just kind of you know tune into the to most of the games, but yeah, with 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 the flame out, I I kind of uh, have been watching here and there, but I am following it in the news and at least I, I may not be watching the game, but I'm following it on the app and all that. Yeah. and uh, you know I uh it's it's sort of shaping up uh kind of like uh we had we had sort of discussed i mean you've got sucks. the, the and the the nl the nl uh cs is is your your uh world series pick of the braves there and yep
1: yeah it's kind of chalk chalk yeah. so far except for in the al the we got the world's villain the Houston Astros made it now we're waiting to see if another villain the New York Yankees can make it
0: um yeah it's kind of like the empire versus the new the new order or whatever like it's just two yeah. star wars villains against <laughs> one another yeah fuck them all uh,
1: yeah. um, i got to i gotta tell you i i love i love the m- baseball playoffs no matter who's in it um yeah, actually it's, actually, it's, it's kind it's, of I'm kind of miserable when the cubs are in it cuz usually they're struggling or even if they're not struggling, it's just it's just excruciating. It's not I mean, yeah you're living and dying with every pitch. So it's kind of fun just to watch other teams and you know in the playoff type atmosphere and the the pressure pack. But I gotta I gotta be honest. I'm not feeling it this year with with the crowds missing. There there is it is noticeable how how different this year's playoffs atmosphere is compared to other years. It just always goes up yeah. to another level. And while I didn't have a problem with it at all in the regular season, I was not bored for a second watching Cubs games. I was bored a little bit watching some Tigers games. Was I wasn't bored at all watching Sox games even, um, mainly because Benetti and Stone are so fucking great. But I got to tell you, this this postseason has not captured my imagination the way I was hoping it would, even though I'm dying to be entertained by by something going on because we're all still shut down. And, everything else but it's it's i think it's got to be due to the lack of crowd noise i don't know if they're not pumping it up the way they were in the regular season or well you need if if you you just if you just can't replicate what the playoffs
0: normally sound like you need the cleveland who's ever doing it in cleveland needs to take over like coach everyone in baseball i mean that last (laughs) series the Sox played in cleveland you had when Ramirez was coming up, they had the fans recorded singing Jose. Jose. Oh wow! They yeah. had they 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 did booze. I mean, for if you if you close your eyes, I mean the 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 if you close your eyes in Cleveland on that broadcast, you would think there were fans in the stands. It was Except,
1: crazy. Yeah, well, especially with that fucking drummer that showed up outside. Oh yes, yes, it,
0: yes, it
1: sounds yes, real. Yes. But, but we got yeah.
0: fans coming to the stands, right?
1: Well, potentially in the. League Championship Series, plural. Um, I think they're, or at least in Texas. Whatever's going to happen, in Texas next, they're going to have. I like believe like they said thousand a, seven thousand. Yeah, and then I don't know if that's going to increase or if that's the same for the World Series. But yeah, we'll have some fans, and they'll that'll that'll definitely make a difference. It won't be quite the same, but they might be able to enhance that as well. Or maybe that would be stupid to enhance it. I don't know. Maybe that maybe that's the problem because you know it's all fake, but. Maybe they just let the eleven thousand go crazy, but I don't know. I guess that's the only thing I can think of that explains why I'm not into the playoffs the way I normally am. The other part of it is, I think the the best series in this division division series round um, is has been the the Padres and Dodgers, which wrapped up last night, and I didn't see an inning of that because it's I'm, first of all I'm in Michigan this week. You know, the games start at ten o'clock. And it's just like I, I I I'm not staying up for this. I'd I'd love to, but I've been watching base I've been watching like nine hours of baseball already. I can't stay up for any more of it. So the schedule kind of kind of fucks with me being in at least in the eastern time zone It wouldn't be so bad in the central, but I don't, have you seen much of the the Dodgers?
0: No, I haven't watched a lick of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's just I've tough. watched replays of like that amazing catch Bellinger made on
1: Tatis. Maybe and... we're just fucking old
0: now. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's my own fault.
1: Maybe I don't know. Yeah. So it um, just kinda of bums me out because I I've, I've looked forward to this postseason, you know, since since we all got shut indoors and it's just not it's not it's not doing it for me quite yet. But maybe maybe like you said, maybe that'll pick up with some crowds. Hopefully in the championship
0: series and i mean and i definitely feel in world yeah, series the the i think the yankees uh the yankees tampa bay series even though it seems like old news has been really entertaining too that yeah it just i maybe it's tbs that just sucks at their
1: at their broadcast i don't like their announcers um I, is he is ron darling calling that So whatever series ron darling yeah, is yeah james
0: wood is calling that series i believe
1: yeah <laughs> i yeah i can't I can't stand that fucker. So maybe that's yeah. part of it too. But I did think what was, what was fun about this, this round of the division series is it literally was the division series. Every, every matchup was, yeah, it was the full threat, division exactly. rivals, which that always made me laugh. Cause why do they call this the division series? Cause it, it's almost never division rivals. I think it was just something to call it to differentiate it from the league championship series or the wildcard round. But um this year it actually worked out perfect where everyone is is a division rival and i thought i thought that was going to play and it has in some ways into you know some bitter some bitterness and anger or it did a little bit in the the atlanta miami series in game one where uh whoever their number one miami's number one starter is he actually threw at ronald acuna jr again for like the fifth time and pissed him off and pissed the team off and you know uh a uh, what was previously a kind of quiet Atlanta lineup just went nuts and just beat the fuck out of them the rest of the way. So they kind of woke a sleeping giant with their antics. But yeah, Akuna said
0: on Twitter he, was hilarious. He said, "Well, the re you know they they hit me because if they pitched to me, I just hit home runs off of them. Exactly, it's true too. That's I that's love about that guy. I loved it. I was like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, that's
1: awesome. I love that." The other, the other fireworks I thought we'd see more of and didn't really come to fruition was the, the Astros A's series, which famously had a bench-clearing brawl that involved uh, Ramon Laureano and is it Alex Cintron? I already forgot his name. Who yeah. were the fucking bench coaches that that challenged him that should never be back in baseball in my mind? But. Um, the, the the even more interesting thing, part of that, and how the logistics are of this COVID world is, both teams were actually staying in the same hotel that week, all week, this week. So there was potential that those those dudes could all run into each, run into each other at the hotel bar, which is not. It's gonna be, to be a rumble. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So I didn't hear about anything like that. Any any kind of extracurricular activities that could have led to a police involvement or anything like that in the hotel and i thought that was it's just crazy to think those guys are all in the same hotel could run into run into each other in the hallway yeah. but
0: I, I don't know about you i'm getting a little uh i'm gonna get a little i think i think they need to back off on the um the stat cast home run stuff for like everyone i mean i think it yeah. it, it seems like it's it's like Every every home run that's hit gets a bigger deal made out of it than Statcast, and some of them aren't even as big as home runs that are already hitting the playoffs. I mean, they're making such a big deal out of Statton's four hundred and fifty-eight foot home run. It was twenty feet less than Robert's home run. <laughs> well, that's why you're angry. No, and, and like <laughs> like no, it's just funny. It's like it's yeah. not that. it was. You know, it was, he had a great. He's had a great series. I mean, he's had a home run in like every game, but uh like let, let's just you know we don't yeah. we don't need stat cast on and we don't all need to drool over like overreact to every home run that's it to,
1: to your point they they might literally be just trying too hard to make things a little more exciting than they they actually are so they're yeah, emphasizing possibly. points like that that they can i do know um at least during the when were they doing that espn would occasionally do two broadcasts in the same game yeah 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 that's benetti, actually...
0: benetti's the the stat guy
1: yeah so you could you could and i'm shocked they wouldn't do that during the postseason now that seems like the perfect way to do it where you could choose to watch a stats enhanced game like that like like the stat Statcast benetti broadcast or choose to watch a more traditional broadcast they've got the they've got the bandwidth and they've got the
0: they They've got a in so why not do that? They probably stopped doing that because everyone just shut it off because no one wanted to hear A Rod. So they would just God. like uh, immediately go stat cast or not. They just didn't yeah, want to hear A Rod.
1: They're paying A Rod too much to. Yeah, they no one go. was
0: watching that broadcast. Yikes. Yikes.
1: I don't think he's involved in the championship series, the World Series. So well, that's we've, got, good. we've got that going forward. So yeah, I guess I'll my my final thoughts on that is well, I haven't been blown away by the playoffs so far, I think. Um, I think I'll go into the championship series with an open mind. And I guess I've got to root for Atlanta going forward because that was my World Series pick before the season started, although I've never rooted for Atlanta in my life. Um I mean everybody I was gonna go for the Padres and the A's, but they didn't even make it out of this round. So who who you got going forward?
0: Uh you know, the only thing I have left alive is, well, I have Atlanta. Atlanta was gonna lose to the Padres in in the CS and then I had I had Tampa Bay losing to the White Sox and it was the mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you remember this my 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 great storyline was Jolito against um uh what's his name the other gamer uh Glasnow? No, who's the pitcher the uh no not Glasnow the number one guy uh Who's the guy who pitched game 1? guys we well, Snell, yeah. It was going to be Giolito against Snell, redoing the MLB show. The matchup. Yeah. I always uh, so, forget about your affinity for that video game. It is it is so real. <laughs> don't even know. The Sox have won the World Series so much. Talk about euphoric state. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to see the Yankees in there, so I'll still be rooting for Tampa Bay. And I'd but- rather see Tampa Bay in there than um, – than uh, houston at this point the best I feel, thing oh god like, i feel like houston's like they've got a chip on their shoulder and they want to say look we can win this thing without cheating so yeah i think that's a lot of fuel for them so
1: well if tampa somehow wins tonight and gets through uh, the the best part of all of that is no more there wouldn't be a single game played in the alcs or the world series in their shit stain of a stadium so we would at Tropicana Field, which was the most depressing place on earth to watch a baseball game. So it sure is. Uh, fortunately, we would be we would be spared that. So if the, if Tampa was gonna go all the way this year, it's the right year to do it. So we don't have <laughs> to deal with that. So yeah. and then hopefully never again. A giant, gymnasium.
0: A, a giant shitly lit gymnasium. Ugh, concrete blister. Yes. Well, I think unless you've got anything else,
1: I'd like to move on to our final segment of the show. Go ahead. I'm going to move into Asshole of the Week. What is your problem, you insensitive asshole?
0: Pardon my French, but you're an asshole. Who the fuck is this asshole? Am I wrong? You're not wrong, Walter. You're just an asshole. Okay, then.
1: This one... It's a part partly a lifetime achievement award um partly cuz he he made himself part of the news this week but uh the Chicago sports media personality that everyone loves to hate cuz he is such a meathead is in my mind at least David Kaplan. Oh. Um I'm, I guess I'm just on my mouth. Yeah, he's unfortunately I have to hear him way too much cuz he is fucking everywhere <laughs> whether he's He's running the... He's on ESPN 1000 every morning. He's on uh, Chicago Sports Talk, whatever. What NBC Chicago, whatever. He's got like five different shows on Comcast. Um, he's also got the Cubs NBC podcast. Um, this week, he apparently became a journalist and actually wrote a story. Um, but... <laughs> It made big news, which I thought was absurd, because it's all news that we've known for the better part of a decade. And David Kaplan spent the week on all his various platforms patting himself on the back for breaking this bullshit news that Theo Epstein is and Tom Ricketts are met this week or are meeting this week to talk about an exit strategy.
0: Uh, Oh, my God. What?
1: Yeah. Unfortunately for David Kaplan's breaking news ability, this was reported about nine years ago, the day that Theo Epstein took the job with the Chicago Cubs.
0: With a very specific thing he said.
1: Yes. He told everyone. He said this his entire career, actually. But he told everyone in in the press conference specifically that he thought he would be with the Cubs for 10 years at the most. Uh, He was hoping he would, you know, work the five years to rebuild the team and then have the additional five years, which is precisely the way it worked out. We got the World Series out of it. He's there's uh, you could argue there has been no one more transparent in a front office of baseball than Theo Epstein. He's told you what he thought. He told you from day one what he wanted to do, what he's going to do, and he's done all of those things. Uh, Second World Series would have been nice, but that didn't materialize thus far, but the other part is he reiterated that same thought uh, five years, four years ago when he signed his extension for five years with the Cubs that brings him through twenty twenty one. He told us once again, you know, I think I think good good management can do its do its job for ten years, and then it's t- it's good for both parties to move on after after a decade. It just works for the organization It works for the individual. It's just good to good to switch things up which is exactly what he did in boston although the situation is a little more caustic and ugly with his exit there but and maybe that's how he came to that conclusion that he should leave a place every every 10 years before it gets stale and doesn't work anymore and there's acrimony or whatever so this is not news david kaplan uh you can keep congratulating yourself that you and try to make a story out of oh my god theo's leaving Yes, we know he was eventually going to leave. The, the transition period is is what could be a little in question. It, Kaplan suggested that he could leave as soon as you know this off season, which I I don't think makes a whole lot of sense. It, it, I, I'm not going to say it's impossible. Regardless, if it did happen, I, it's not a big change for the way that the Cubs organization is set up, since Jed Hoyer has been the the de facto. I mean, he is the GM in title. It's hard to hard to know what how their decision making process has been. If it's you know if it's all Theo and it's just Jed Hoyer doing most of the radio interviews or how how it's all worked or I'm sure they've been pretty close to fifty fifty partners on all this or it's a, it's a committee uh, committee decision making. I just I don't think it's going to be that surprising or that big a deal when we hear that Jed Hoyer is you know he probably may even retain the same title general manager and continue to do the same job they just won't have the president or who knows what's gonna happen but regardless i don't think it's a story i don't think it's a big deal either way we all knew it was coming even when it does come it's not going to be a huge difference at least a difference that the the cub that cubs fans are going to see um i am also assuming that jed hoyer will be retained um and just be promoted or whatever it is. I don't well, know that's that.
0: A, that's an interesting question.
1: Yeah that that might be more that might be more the direction that Cap should have gone or did did his in, investigative reporting on and what what that would mean. But he just chose to chose to think that he was he was the journalist that he that his small mind aspires to be that he was breaking a fucking story, but it was not. So yeah, might I mean, think. Something-
0: I think Jed's a bigger question because without Theo, because he didn't really do a very good job in San Diego. Well, and that, 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 yeah. (laughs) I mean, he kind of left that team in shambles and they're just recovering from it now.
1: This is where we get into, yes, this is where we get into Kenny versus Rick territory. Like who, who did the good stuff and who did the bad stuff? I mean, Jed's been here been with the Cubs all this time. So was this all Theo or was, you know, you could look back at Theo's, Theo's free agent signings over his, his Chicago and Boston career and say, he doesn't know what he's doing there. So maybe Jed, Jed knows better how to do this stuff. It's so nebulous. I don't know how you, how you define those things. And I think it's kind of a fool's errand to get too deep into that. And I don't want to, I'm not going to blame one guy and, and praise the other guy because we just don't know how, the, how that works. So, uh, and maybe again, that might be a, a subject for a future podcast. Getting digging deeper into into Jed, or maybe Jed doesn't want to be a cub, be with the Cubs anymore. Maybe maybe he thinks it's time to go, or maybe he's been waiting for this his whole career. I don't I don't know. Um, I do think it's it's part of the. It's not a question that Theo's Theo's going to be gone is that i think he wants to do things outside of baseball i think you've seen especially this year with such a politically charged atmosphere um that he's actually come out uh, quite political in in a lot of ways publicly which is which is interesting and you know with the potential to rub people the wrong way it certainly didn't rub me the wrong way but you know there's there's with, with the world we live in, the country we live in right now, you're going to piss off 50% of the people one way or the other, no matter what you say politically. So I thought it was kind of interesting that he was not afraid to to get political in some things. Um, although you could also argue, <laughs> argue on behalf of basic human rights for all races, creeds, and colors is not political, but whatever. I... I'm, I, I I digress. But I, I do believe Theo is going to go into politics as his next career step. And I think he's specifically going to run for president in 2024 because I mean, we're going to get deep into politics here. But if Joe Biden wins the election this year, in 2024, he'd be 81 years old. So I don't see how he's a viable Democratic candidate. And I think Theo could have the cachet and the the Q, the Q value to actually step in there and have a have a interesting political career. So at least that yeah. would make politics interesting for me. Finally, if, if no, Theo he's, jumped he's in, gotta, through his hat he, in the
0: ring. yeah, he's got to get his. You got. He's got to get into somewhere else first, though. what got to do something? He's got to do something else politically first, though, before he turns his hat president. Theo, why? You don't just. You don't. I mean. Who, Who's our well, president I, right now? I know, but I mean, he didn't do think, shit. <laughs> I would think, I would think, uh,
1: I would uh, think too, until until we elected Donald Trump. So, well, uh,
0: we, didn't, know, we didn't. We didn't. Seventy percent of the uneducated country elected <laughs> Donald Trump. And if you're uh, out there listening, you guys are fucking assholes.
1: Well, okay, yeah, let's let's not get too deep into that. But um, I just I just wanted to throw that out there because I think it was it was. It's a He's a he's a really good speaker so it's
0: definitely uh it definitely is a possibility.
1: He's definitely got some intelligence compared to a lot of politicians out there so I don't know, just wanted to throw that out there. So that 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 was my thought back to back to David Kaplan for playing for playing fake fake investigative he's, journalist at yeah. home. David Kaplan, you
0: are an asshole. You know, and David Kaplan is an asshole on so many different levels. You know, he 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 was he was kind of he's always been a Sox hater, and now that the Sox are doing well, he does nothing but sing their fucking praises because he's a lifelong Cub fan. Yeah. And then and then he's got the nerve to wear that like half jersey. That which picture, we, which we posted uh, on the on the on the Facebook page, yeah, um, like like dude just stop you're a cubs fan half you,
1: cubs you? half socks jersey yeah i, mean, I just, mean
0: you're you're pick a lane you're depl- you're just a fucking pariah just go away yeah he's just he's annoying away. on every level yeah so that's all, I
1: got. all right well that's all i've got for this episode uh, unless you've got anything else you have any shit pete forgot
0: no, just Charlie's. Uh, they they made it through the first round of the playoffs, nice. so they're into the the, the uh, second round. Uh, gets a lot harder. They've got to play on Tuesday evening. a – the undefeated team that pretty much pasted them twice so wow um but they were more like the white Sox in the field that game they they made a lot of mental mistakes so, <laughs> so you, you got to coach them up man well i mean i'm hoping i'm hoping when they play a clean game they are are pretty unstoppable
1: because they can awesome. hit so you get we'll some good, happens. good good weather for the next few weeks yeah, too we'll so see that, what happens that's awesome that's about well, it. Congrats. Good luck to Charlie, your son, as they move throughout the playoffs. And uh, with that, check us out uh, at majorleagueholes.com. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram. Also, be on the lookout for our football podcast that we mentioned last week. We'll decide when we're going to put together our introductory episode, Limp Ditka's. You can find, we've started a Twitter feed and Instagram. You can find those both at, at Limp If you go to limpditkas.com, you can get to our YouTube feed. Uh, We're starting a YouTube channel there since they haven't kicked us off that yet. Um, Maybe Trevor Barrow will go after us over there too, but we'll we'll find out. (laughs) We're going to try that one again. So check that out there. Other than that, be on the lookout for that podcast uh you can find this podcast anywhere you like to listen to podcasts at so check find us there uh rate subscribe review all that shit do it and with that i will declare this podcast is over peace peace yeah jesus fucking christ it's about time
0: H-O-L-E, everybody, LE hey, 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 hey,